Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Keith of Kentucky. You're tuned into another episode of So There's That, the podcast. We're on episode 23. And before I start the show, I just have to say my apologies, y'all. Girls been going through the Pisces feels. We're in Pisces season, bitch, because, you know, we out here running shit per usual with our emotions. And it's a lot of stuff going on. I hear the retrograde supposed to be hitting us soon. So if you're into astrology like I am, uh, just know it's about to get real for y'all. <laughs> and it got real for me. Um, anybody that has reached out, I know I made a post on at the, uh, so there's that pod on Instagram and that went over to my keep the Kentucky page on Facebook. And I kind of let people know that I was kind of dealing with a front, a family death and it kind of hit me hard because it came out of nowhere. And, um, I really need to take time to myself and get loved up on by my family and reach out to them and just check on everybody. Y'all know my my hometown is Louisville, Kentucky, so I'm sending all of my love and, and dedicating this episode to my cousin uh, who passed away unexpectedly last Saturday. Um, and, and it just hit me hard, and um, I just wanted to take some time to myself. Also, this previous week was uh, my birthday, and so I was kind of going into my birthday with just a lot of feelings, and I, I didn't really know how to deal with those except for just kind of slight isolation. <laughs> I don't know if that's healthy or not, but just, you know, uh, just being to myself um, and enjoying my family, my husband and my kids, and just trying to um, just reset. And uh, I didn't really have a want to put out something just for the sake of putting it out there. And I know that I've been practicing consistency, consistency, but I feel like I'm old this shit. Let me have a break real quick and um, just, just get it back together. And that way I can come back and bullshit with y'all like I usually do. So I appreciate anybody that's reached out um, and offered condolences. I send them to my family. My aunt is really going through it. Uh, nobody wants to be able to bury their child. My cousin was 43 at the time of her passing. And like I said, it was just, um, it was just, I, I can't even really put into words how uh, big of a loss that was to the family, how unexpected that was. So we're all kind of dealing with that. And y'all know I'm, I'm away from home. So it just feels that much harder when you're not able to just be there to console your family members and just be around that energy with them in remembrance and, uh, you know, reminiscing on good times and uh, the way that person made you feel. So it's it's, uh, it's something I've been dealing with, but uh, I'm, I'm back. I feel a little bit better. I'm going into a hard charging month of March. I have a lot of training at work to do and uh, getting prepared for promotion and a whole bunch of other stuff. And I just want to make sure I still tend to my other baby, which is this podcast. I love getting on the mic and just bullshitting with y'all and talking about good stuff and celebrity news and a bunch of other things. So that's what's my intent. Um, in the month of March, since I do have a lot of actual work stuff going on, these episodes may come a little bit shorter. Um, my uh, intention is to still do them weekly, um, but they may be shorter episodes or just talking about what is the hottest topic or if there's anything on my mind, then I will be posting then. But I do appreciate the support uh, for people that continue to replay the episode, share um, the link to the podcast on all the streaming apps that it is allowed to be on. 
So thank you for all the uh, support. I really appreciate it. So, um, yeah, like I said, I want to dedicate this episode to my cousin and my family back in Louisville who um, are burying my cousin today. So uh, I'm with y'all. I love y'all. Shout out to my cousin Jay. <laughs> um, in the midst of our conversation where they were letting me know what was going on back at home, she goes, shout me out. <laughs> so Jay, I'm shouting you out officially. Uh, and Amy, I'm shouting you out officially. I don't know if I have or haven't, but I feel like I, I talk about y'all all the time it was on or off the mic. Um, those two are just definitely uh, a mainstay in my life. I love them so much. They're the one place... You know, you, I, being military, it's hard to go home and you never get to see people often. But those are two people that I definitely have to see every time I stop by in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, it's just always a great time with them. We sit down and there's this uh, there's this place back at home called Indy's Chicken. And it's just the best motherfucking chicken I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> I dream of Indy's Chicken. And we sit down, we go get Indy's chicken and wedges and we get pink lemonade and we enjoy ourselves and we have a good laugh. And it's always like that. It's always love. And so I'm sending my love to y'all as well, because I know everybody back home is kind of hurting today. Day of a funeral is it's uh, it's a, a whirlwind of emotions. And it usually, hopefully, it's ended on a good note. Um, black folks know how to turn a funeral into a get down, into a party. And so I hope that's exactly what all of my family is back at home doing right now. They're celebrating the life of my cousin Ree and, um, and, and, and really just bringing in her daughter and just letting her know everything's going to be all right. Um, so not to put a damper on everything, but, um, it was also my birthday. <laughs> and uh, so I, I had a great birthday. Uh, actually it was very low key. Uh, my son, was wondering why I didn't buy no cake. <laughs> I told them that's not how adult birthdays work anymore. If you can get some time to yourself, some quiet time, not nobody bothering you or anything like that, people showing you a little bit of love, that is a perfect birthday celebration to me, just being able to take care of myself and just you know um, uh, reflect on the new year. As uh, one of my friends said, he, he wished me a happy new year. And I liked the concept of that because like I said, 2019 is mine. It is mine. And I feel like I'm going to conquer and do great things. I got a lot of pressure on me for the month of March, but I'm gonna keep pushing forward and I'm going to keep doing the best I can. I've been on this diet. I've been on the ketogenic diet for the last month and a half. Uh, shout out to Gia for giving me the tools that I need for that. <laughs> she has a keto guy that you can follow at her, her at to and fro, the number two and then and fro um, on Instagram. And she offers a startup guide. She offers how to start your own business, t-shirt guides. And then she has a, a ketogenic, like easy, here's how you do it. Here's some recipes. Here's your fast food restaurants you could do. And uh, it's really helped me out. I've lost 15 pounds so far and I'm loving it. And I still have a little bit more to go to be in standards um, or in, and to be happy with how I look in the mirror naked. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm getting there and it feels good to be uh, practicing consistency, not only with the podcast, but with my diet, because um, food is really my weakness. Irony streets. I'm really trying to eat everything up. But uh, since I've been on keto and I'm not strictly doing the thing like I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm following the main tools, 
Um, I'm still breastfeeding. So until I'm done with that, I kind of try to not be as strict. So, but it's working for me. I lost 15 pounds. I'm looking hopefully to lose about 15 more within this next month. And uh, so I'm doing good. Like I said, I had a great birthday, uh, great reflection. Um, was a little sad, but I I'm here and I'm, I'm here to talk shit now. And uh, <laughs> the last thing I left off on on the last episode or so there's that I was talking about Jesse Smollett and my friend made a very great observation today as I was perusing the Facebook streets. And uh, the last information that we got probably like late last week was there was information coming out that the money that was paid to the brothers that were involved um it was for personal training. It was for him to get his life together, get some some abs like homeboy and look like he could do the uh, the little African dance that they be doing and, and look good doing it, you know? So there was proof of that. There was also uh, evidence that he maybe didn't do the letters to himself. And she made a good observation because she said, oh, well, look, we're not getting these constant updates anymore. And that, that made me wonder, hmm, maybe, maybe there's more to the story than what we initially thought. There's a lot of people still calling Jesse's bullshit on this whole thing. Like I said last episode, I am still on the fence <laughs> when it comes to this whole situation. Um, he's just real suspect to me. It doesn't have anything with his drug use. I think the day I left off the next day, Chicago PD did an actual, um, conference, um, letting them know the situation and all the details that we had as of right now. Now I'm still leaning more on the side of it. Looked like you did something crazy, but it is funny that we're just not getting as, as much of an influx of information now that it seems to be taking a turn that some things might be coming out that it might not have been him. But there have been other uh, news stories saying that um, he has apologized to cast and crew from Empire, that he's gotten into it with Terrence Howard so far because he wants to know whether or not he was defending this guy um, in vain. Uh, it's just a lot of stuff. It's crazy. But like I said, I have not seen a news story about it in quite some time. So that just, you know, raises a little flags and trying to find out what's really going on and why hasn't it why has it taken a back seat. But now we have so many other news stories to kind of get into that's kind of taken the uh, the attention off of Jesse Smollett. We've also got R. Kelly still out here doing sex tapes. Uh, Y'all know we did the Surviving R. Kelly series a few episodes back and he is locked up, but he's out on bail because some... Um, What's she going through? We need to know the lady who offered up $100,000, a daycare owner at that, um, offered up money to bail R. Kelly out of jail. He was summoned because he there was more fucking sex tapes. Like the idiot just, I don't know. I read a report that says that he was doing sex tapes to show that there was consent between him and the person he was having sex with. And I'm like, boo-boo, do you not understand the concept of these niggas is too young for you to be fucking? Like, why do you not understand that, R. Kelly? There's something There's something going on with R. Kelly. It, it just can't be dumb all of his life. I'm trying to find out where the disconnect is. I don't understand, but I, I do hope that they, these are the steps that we're taking to get this nigga locked up and further care. Like, it's one thing to lock people up in jail because they've done something wrong, but there is obviously something wrong with Robert Kelly. 
He has trauma. He uh, needs therapy. He needs like intensive therapy. Like, and he needs to be away from the public. He needs to be out of reach of young girls and probably young boys as well. And I'm hoping that this isn't something that a jury sits on and says that he's not guilty of once again, letting them off the hook. And um, I'm just praying that, 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 that he gets locked up. <laughs> like we don't need to, we don't need to do this anymore. This man has been living his wildest fucking dreams and doing it almost in a sense of, I'm never going to get caught. And you ain't never going to get me. And I'm going to keep doing what the fuck I want to do. Because obviously what his last last case was in like 2012 or something long ago, right? We've already established the fact that he is a predator. And he went to trial and they was found not guilty. And he continues to do these things. So he just feels like invincible at this point. And we have to, our justice system has to find a way to do the right thing and lock this nigga up. Like, we can't do this anymore. So another, so a reason why Justice Smollett might have, uh, and I think they were locked up at the same place, might not be uh, in the media as much anymore is because uh, we've got stories like R. Kelly, which I discussed that just now. And specifically, <laughs> I would like to talk a little bit about this whole Jordan Woods, Khloe Kardashian, and Tristan Thomas story. Just really quickly, I am going to take a break before I go into that because I don't want to run over all my time, but we're definitely going to discuss. So stay tuned. All right, y'all, we're back. And I know I said that we were going to talk a little bit about Jordan Woods, Tristan Thomas and Khloe Kardashian. But before, let's get into a little bit, a little bit of things that I've missed while I've been on hiatus. So in my absence, we've experienced probably the blackest Oscars that we have ever experienced up to date. Um, and it was just wonderful to watch. I'm usually not. I just bitched about award season like the last episode, but it was really great to watch. Um, a lot of the winners in the categories that I care about, we had Black Panther winning Best Musical Score, Best Costume Design, and Best Production Design. So it was a lot of history making, a lot of just Blackness going on, a lot of just beautiful, melanated people walking up to the stage in their, their finest garb, looking great and representing the culture. And it was just amazing to see. It was just, it, just being happy. Regina King, oh my God. Like I'm going all over the place, but it was just so good to finally see recognition um, for a lot of our creators and our artists um, to, to get that. That's a coveted award. My friend Gia posted, uh, shared, uh, a post from uh, a well-known like YouTube social media activist by the name of Gassi. And uh, you may know something about him. He had a few vi uh, videos that I was kind of like on board with. And then he gets a little, he gets a little extra from time to time. And I can't really ride with him because I'm just not against people like that in the, in the way that he is. I, um, I a lot of his, ideologies I don't really align with. So he was talking about the fact that um, 
Uh, Spike Lee, he won his first Oscar ever for Best Adapted Screenplay. So he is getting recognition for his writing. And there was a picture of when Spike Lee went up on stage and Samuel L. Jackson had presented the award to him when he won and they embraced and it was just beautiful to see. It was a lot of black boy joy going on. Um, but Gatsy had pretty much criticized them and saying that they were shucking and jiving for white folks. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, I don't think it's that deep. Like, I don't feel like it is. I just think that Oscars, Grammys, Golden Globes, Tonys and all that shit, these are just... When when you're working in that craft, these are things sometimes that you are working to get because you know that your art is worth it. And, and for Spike Lee, years in this industry of writing and producing and directing and starring in his art and never really seen anything come from that. It's just, it can be discouraging, but Spike Lee continued to push for it and give us what some may consider great art. Some people don't be fucking with Spike Lee, but for the most part, he makes very great and impactful movies and productions. And um, I was happy for him to be able to take home his first Oscar. Like, give that nigga his flowers. I don't care who they come from. Give him his recognition. And like I said, the Oscars is a coveted award that people... Uh, when they're working from the ground up, these are things that they put on their goal list. These are things that they um, ensure that they're working towards. So I don't understand what the problem is. It's no shucking and jiving. We we uh, we can't wish for inclusion and then be mad when we finally get included. Because like this was the most included ass. Oscar ever. I've seen so I saw so many black folks walk up on that stage that night. It was beautiful as somebody who's looking to be an actress or an actor or a writer or a director. Those are the representations that we absolutely have to see. If we're going to um assimilate into America, which we are all we all are, <laughs> if I mean we have to. That is our means of survival. We, we're here. We have to work alongside each other. We might not like it from time to time, but these are the ways. These we have to be able to do that with each other. So I was I was happy to see um, Spike Lee walk up on the stage and and get his award that he rated, and I didn't see anything wrong with that. And uh, I definitely don't think he was shucking and driving. If any, not driving, but shucking and and. Um, Jiving. There we go. <laughs> so I, I don't think he was doing that. I think he was happy because it's fucking long overdue. Like, goddamn. Like, when was you going to let me get my shit finally? When was you even going to nominate me out this bitch? So I'm happy for Spike Lee. Um, now, um, Herschel Ali um, is going to get the Real Nigga Award for going up on the stage in a motherfucking scully. He won <laughs> Best Supporting Actor for the uh, the the movie The Green Book, which I haven't seen, um, people are making a big deal about that because it's like he was nominated twice, and I believe the first time was for Midnight, uh, Moonlight, Midnight, Moonlight. Y'all help me out. A nigga didn't got it twisted up, but they were both gay characters, and some people were criticizing that. And oh my god, black men think that folks is out here trying to emasculate them. Sit your ass down too. Like sit down. 
but we're not going to go into a vent, a sub vent about that. Shout out to Mahershala Ali for walking up on stage in a motherfucking scully at the Oscars, okay? Shout out to Trevor Noah for saying some shit in a different language that completely might have offended all the white people in the audience. That was black. I love that. That was great. Shout out to Regina King, who... Oh my God, beautiful, beautiful white dress, beautiful gowns, lovely gowns, but just an amazing actress, creator, everything. Just She's been in the game for a while. If you ever watched the show 227 when she played Little Brenda, she's just been out here in these streets for a while. She played Riley on Boondocks and the Twins. Well, I don't know why I'm losing my brain cells because I don't have any notes. But she was uh, she's done voiceover action, she's done drama, she's done comedy, she's just been really out here putting in the work, doing the fucking work. And um, she got she's she's won so many awards this season that it's it's just great to see. But she did win Best Supporting Actress for um oh my god, the Bill Streets <laughs> movie. I cannot think of some of these movies off the top of my head, but uh I should have looked it up. I apologize. But uh, if Bill Street could talk, I knew I had it in my head. And if Bill Street could talk. And my brother, Jared, he's like, you need to go watch that movie. And I definitely need to. Another recommendation of his was um, A Star is Born. I'm going to have a little vent. And this is not anything black at all. (laughs) Okay. So I found out that my cousin passed away on Saturday. I had a moment. I was hysterical. And I had already gotten A Star is Born, per the recommendation of my brother-in-law, Jared, um, that past Friday. And I was like, I can't watch this shit. I already know I'm going to be upset because I just I just felt like it was a beautiful love story. I was about to get it in. And it took a turn in that movie that I just wasn't expecting because there are previous adaptations of A Star is Born it was actually rumors of Beyonce playing the lead character. I'm absolutely glad that she did not do that because all hit a queen bee and everything. But the thing is, is like real beehive, the real beehive knows that Beyonce can't act. And we might not say that out loud. I'll be the one that says that for y'all so y'all don't got to but we know that Beyonce can't act and and real beehive is really sitting on the edge of our seat waiting for this Lion King to go down but at the same time like it's just a voiceover so it might not be that bad but anyways back to A Star is Born amazing movie if you you niggas that watch The Notebook and be talking about that shit well, I still haven't seen it yet burn me tie me to the cross you know what I'm saying Folks be looking at me crazy, black and white, because I haven't watched that movie yet. I was like, oh, you got to watch The Notebook. You've got to watch A Star is Born. It's so great. The energy and chemistry between Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper is just amazing. I'm actually sad that they didn't take home more awards. Um, It was just great. It stayed with me. I was already emotional, and I just kept thinking about... um, this man and this woman and this love story is a great movie. It's my definitely my recommendation to you guys. It's in Redbox. That's where I purchased mine. Um, and I was just bent out of shape. <laughs> it's just a tragic love story. It was great to watch. And Lady Gaga ended up taking away, um, I think, best song for Shallow. And that song, I want to dip in. 
that song is hey, I played that several times. <laughs> so I had to take I had to take a left turn from all the black news about the Oscars and just let y'all know I really fuck with Lady Gaga <laughs> first and foremost. And I'm one of those people who think she looks great without makeup. There's a lot of people, it's like my brother-in-law, my sister was like, mm, I'm not sure she looked good. You know what I'm saying? She she look aight. <laughs> but I just thought seeing her in that element, especially outside of Lady Gaga and the monsters and the whole persona that she has as a musician, it's just seeing her in that element and seeing her just barefaced and just really just acting her ass off. It was good. I think I've become a real fan. And, and a lot of my friends have told me, you say, yeah, Lady Gaga be putting out. Stefani be really out here. And I, I have to listen to more of her music. I liked a lot of her pop stuff coming up, um, though. I'm not going to lie. Like the rah, 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 watch your bedroom, miss. Yeah, that one. That was my shit. Like, especially when I think about my time in 29 Palms when Lady Gaga first came out. Just this, it'll be okay. God, she had some bops. Lady Gaga got bops, man. And I understand the the fan uh fandom for, for Lady Gaga. And and but just as an actress in, in this movie, I if you haven't seen it, go see the shit because it's so good. And uh, that's right behind um that's right in front of me going to see if Bill Street can talk. That's another story that I heard. It's just, ugh, and let me get my Kleenex and shit together because I just don't understand. Um, I do want Bradley Cooper's wifey, <laughs> fiance, girlfriend, whoever she is, just to keep a, keep a watch on them niggas because they chemistry, whenever they perform or they are in each other's space, it just looks like, it's, it looks meant to be. It looks very Brad and Angelina-ish, like when them niggas was promoting um, the Smiths and shit like that. Like, I don't know, but I wish them best. They look cute together, but I, I you know, I don't want them to go about it the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Out here in these streets, we gonna skip that. Um, the last thing, the last category I kind of care about, and this was a great movie too, if you have any kids or if you don't have any kids and you enjoy the Marvel series and Spider-Man. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse were a one best animated feature. And uh, that was a really great movie. And it had a lot of, like, you know, a lot of these cartoons have their internal meanings and all that stuff. And so I really enjoyed that, watching that with my nieces and nephew. And no, he wasn't there. Just my nieces and my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my husband, and my son. And we all went to go see that when we were down in Texas. So that was a great movie. Congratulations to all the winners of the blackest motherfucking Oscars of all times. And I hope we continue in this direction. Um, there was a movie that continued to get accolades as well that was um, based in Mexico. And I can't remember the name of it, but shout out to them too, because just people of color out here, just really showing that we are capable of giving and producing great cinematography, great writing, great production, great direction. We out here in these streets and I love seeing it. It makes it easier to sit down and watch these award shows and knowing um, the amount of diversity that's coming in, the amount of women show, getting shown uh, accolades, the people of color getting accolades. It's just, it's a wonderful turn, especially in such a shitty fucking Black History Month. I almost wants to cancel it, but I think towards the end, we did a little bit better. Not sure we still might have to celebrate that shit in June. Um, I know a lot of people are against that. <laughs> They don't want the energy in their month or whatever. It was in my month. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't know. I felt like I still kind of feel like we need to redo. So 
Um, I, I want to save the juicy Jordan shit for end. Uh, there is um, this challenge going around on YouTube, and I'm gonna bitch a little bit about this. It's called the Momo Challenge, and you know, if you got kids, they probably got a tablet, right? Um, it is just cool thing for the kids to have. If you have certain programs on there, I, my kids got ABC mouse and all sorts of different types of uh, stuff. But the main thing that they like to go on to, they like to go on YouTube. They like to watch the other kids play with toys and shit like that. I don't understand why, because they could be playing with their own toys. I don't know. It's their move. It's things they like to do. It's, it's whatever. For my two-year-old, um, he has one of the Kindles or whatever. And uh, he watches Peppa Pig. He watches the Baby Channel stuff. He watches, um, what other stuff is uh Paw Patrol, stuff like that. You know, when they re-upload the stuff, if it doesn't deal with any copyright or anything, it should be available on YouTube. So some idiot, some sick bastard, a, a group of people, I don't know who is behind it. I would love to know um, because... It's just sickening to hear that there's a challenge going around called the Momo Challenge. And uh, what has been happening is these videos are being updated or they're being uploaded to YouTube and YouTube Kids as well, which is supposed to mitigate, you know, seeing these adult themed videos on that app specifically. Well, somebody has uploaded videos and within the video, there are these eerie, ominous like messages uh, telling kids to harm themselves, to harm others, that somebody, uh, if they don't go through with the things or the taskers that are being told for them to do, that someone will come hurt them, someone will come hurt their family. And, and you know, kids are starting to be introduced to the internet a lot quicker than obviously me. I don't think I jumped on the World Wide Web until like motherfucking 13, 14, where I was able to do dial up and all that shit. And that's when it really took... Uh, a shoot up with the internet thing. Like now this is our livelihood. This is how we do business. This is how we pay bills. The internet is imminent. We're going to deal with it at some point or another, but we've had, you know, we've introduced our kids to it now. Some of us have. And for the fact that we have people that are doing shit like this, I don't understand the concept behind it or why what the point was, um, but I just hope that YouTube finds a fucking way to get it together because I could tell you what, as being a formal YouTuber and wanting to put a smooth little track behind my fucking voice, YouTube would come and hit me hard with a blocked in this country, blocked in whatever, and give me a notification and tell me my video is going to be taken down. But they're letting videos like this get passed. And I just don't quite understand what the fuck YouTube is going through as as, um, you know, the people that are supposed to uh, ensure that this shit is avoided. I don't get it, especially as being a former uh, YouTuber or a person that used YouTube and uploaded videos and things like that. Um, I don't see how it's happening. And um, it, it, multiple people have told me at first I was a little on the fence about it. I was like, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, my son, maybe the reason why I have I have two sons, um, my oldest watches sports compilation videos. He watches the NBA videos. He watches football videos. So he really doesn't get into the actual kids shows or anything like that. If he wants to watch kids shows, he'll turn on the TV and watch 
uh, Teen Nick and, and, you know, fucking, um, hey, Jesse, do y'all watch that shit? Sam and Cat with Ariana Grande's annoying ass motherfucking voice. Oh my God, the shit that I sit through just to make sure my kids sit down somewhere. Holy shit. Annoying. But getting back to the YouTube videos, my son doesn't watch that shit. My youngest son, however, does. He's intrigued. Um, and to know that they, that I have to tune, fine tune my ear now just to make sure that there's nothing popping up, which he's always next to me. Both of my sons are always next to me whenever they're on the tablet. But just, just having to be like that now, um, it, it's just ridiculous. So I encourage you as parents, have a conversation with your children, uh, especially a few uh, weeks ago, I talked about, uh, there was a kid named seven from Louisville, Kentucky who had committed suicide. So I don't know in particular that banning the YouTube app or banning YouTube kids is going to prevent your kid from having these thoughts or being introduced to death. It We have to, as parents, we have to sit down with them and let them know, one, they are loved. Two, they are able to speak to us about their feelings and what they're going through. Uh, do not make them or invalidate them from speaking with you on, on certain things. Don't invalidate their feelings is what I'm trying to say. And then also let them know that um, they can come to you about anything. That relationship has to happen. You have to have that. Uh, I worried about that being an issue in teen years, but it has to be established now. And you can't react um, to everything questionable that your child says. You have to allow them that transparency. And um, so so when things like this do come up, when other influencers come up in their life that they feel confident and, and they feel good enough and safe enough to talk to you about those things so um, that they're not scared. Um, I let my son know, hey, this shit ain't real. I didn't show him a picture of it because the shit looks scary, <laughs> first and foremost. And it's based off of a, a, a Chinese or a Japanese, excuse me, a Japanese sculpture that somebody made. I don't know what the fuck was going on in their mind when they made the shit initially. But it's really based off of art. Somebody took it and, and turned it into something that was um, sickening, basically. So have those conversations with your kid. Let them know, hey, uh, I'm not mad at you. If somebody ever pops up on a video trying to tell you to do some shit, you need to bring it to me. We could talk about it. We can have a conversation. I'm going to let you know it's not real. I'm here. M me and dad are the biggest forces in your life right now. You know what I'm saying? There is nothing that will touch us, touch you without our, you know, without us being involved and, and, uh, and making sure we take care of you. So, I just wanted to make sure we mentioned that really quickly because I don't want anybody. I, I, I need to pass this to my friends that have kids. If you haven't talked to them and they're on the tablets and they're on YouTube kids and the regular YouTube app. I don't think banning them from them from it is going to be the thing that nips it in the bud. I think that they can go to school and, and figure out these things. And they have some kids take their tablets to school. Some kids have cell phones and it still can be very much introduced to them. So don't avoid it. Talk to the, your kids about this thing and, and, and YouTube figure it the fuck out. Okay. Like if y'all going to get on a nigga for having a J. Cole track behind my rants or whatever the fuck's going on, I'm sure you can look inside of a kid's video and take all the motherfuckers down. Like, 
what's taking so long? Do your damn job, you too. All right. So um, we're going to take a slight break and then we're going to be right back. And I think we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about this situation now and we'll cut this short. So stick around. And we're back. So, <laughs> Lordy. So, like three news stories came out. Like I said, it was the Jesse Smollett updates that was going on. President Trump and his folks is really out here trying to do the most. Didn't really pay too much attention to that. I just feel like whenever we talk about something political, I know that I'm going to get the bottom line up front from the president himself on Twitter. So I don't really pay much attention to, <laughs> to the news conferences, the the things that go on in the Senate and all that stuff. I should. I really should. But um, I just choose not to depress myself. <laughs> I choose to keep living my life sometimes. And I should. I really should stay abreast to new information and things going on in America. I just decided to skip it for self-care. I'm going to blame it on self-care. I don't want to know about the madness that goes on sometimes. And I just want um, things to get better. And I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for uh, a new season. And uh, I think we, most of us are, and that's okay. But so there's been a lot of new stories. We're talking about R. Kelly. We're talking about Jesse and just talking about, you know, talking a little bit about the award seasons, about the Oscars. Well, another story that came out was, okay. So, Jordan Woods is a family friend of the Smiths, as in Will and Jada Smith and Willow and Jaden and all them and Trey and them. And she is also friends with the Kardashian Jenners and specific to Kylie Jenner. Those two are butt buddies. They had makeup lines and stuff. I said, hey, <laughs> makeup lines with each other and videos on YouTube. And I believe she's like a godparent to Stormy. And uh, well, there was news reports that Jordan Woods, that friend of the family, and Tristan Thomas, you know, third trimester Tristan Thomas was out here in these streets, snuggled up, cozied up at the party, pond house, you know what I'm saying? And folks found out and it made it to the public and it made it to the media. And uh, it's just been a roller coaster ride for you, girl, Jordan. And excuse me. Um, but here are my thoughts. Okay. So. I'm going to be real with y'all. I think that the demise and the care, like, you know, how people care so much about the Kardashian Jenners. I think it's, it's it's simmered down a lot. I think they were hot and heavy in 2011, 12, 13-ish. They were really out here just all the fucking time. Kim out here accusing Fashion Nova of stealing her designs and shit like that. They ain't none of her designs. Uh, and I think she obviously be giving telling them what they was going to wear so they could put the shit up. I'm pretty sure. I know I went on a sidetrack. But I think the demise of the Kardashian-Jenner uh, clan is, is is happening. Slowly but surely, we are starting not to give a fuck about them niggas no more. Like, y'all was fun. Y'all was shocking. Y'all did the most. Y'all moral compass is somewhere else. It ain't 
fucking heading north, nigga. It's down south, and it has been. Kim's been really out here trying to reinvent herself as a social activist, getting the people released from jail. I commend you for that, girl, but at the same time, I'm just sick of knowing y'all family business. I'm sick of Kanye. I'm sick of, uh, what the nigga, Scott? Scott that be fucking with Courtney and Kendall handing Pepsis and shit off to people. Kylie out here just inflating her lips too big. I think she went natural for 2019. Good on you, girl. But I'm just glad to see it dwindling down. I don't want to know so much about these niggas anymore. I'm tired of Shea Room and all Bala Alert and all these other niggas reporting on them. I just don't think they're important to the culture. So, um, Chloe Mad. You know, and as of today, Jordan Woods was approached to be on the Red Table talking. Y'all know that is a Facebook show by Jaden um, Jada Pinkett Smith, and she just has guests on there, and they talk about real life problems. And Willow sits there and goes, "Oh, that's crazy!" and "Oh yeah, really? Oh yeah." Like her her input is. Not needed to say the least. Like she's just there. She's like the kid at the table who gets to listen to the grown folks' business every once in a while. It's so funny though, because Willow is like grown-ish now. Like she's like 17, 18 now. Um, but her her placement at the table, it, it troubles me sometimes. I don't think she really has much to offer. They had Jordan Woods on the goddamn show, right? So she's telling her story because now there's this big controversial thing because apparently she slept with Tristan Thomas. So I never, I don't feel like I never said that. She slept with him. Y'all heard the goddamn story shit. So that was the rumor. Um, Jada brought her on the show and she kind of broke everything down very carefully because I hear that there's a non-disclosure agreement between Jordan and the Kardashian Jenners so that she's not able to discuss any of the things that goes on within the family, which of course we knew that. We knew Chris wasn't about to let y'all just be talking crazy. I think any person that is involved with them at any point in time, if they're not a family member, they do not have the pool to talk about anything in depth as it pertains to that family. So she sat down and kind of gave us the wickets on what happened that night. She she was sitting down next to Tristan. They met up. They saw familiar faces. They went to his house. There was a party. Everybody was drinking. Uh, there were reports initially saying that she was blacked out drunk. She said that she was not blacked out drunk. Um, and that she was there to take responsibility for the things that she did. So one, she put herself in the space of a, of a dude that she, he's not a married man, but he is the baby father to Khloe Kardashian. So obviously there are ties there. Now, Tristan been called up in some shit before the day that motherfucking Khloe Kardashian went into labor. Um, there was news reports of him motorboating <laughs> bitches at the club. And, and and very clear video, uh, by the way, I just want to say, like, the nigga did not care. Like, he don't care. And I don't know why Chloe is doing this hard push to keep him around outside of uh, being Lil True's um, father. So she explained her role, what she did wrong. She was in that man's space. She put her legs on him um, while they were drinking and have a good time. And pretty much he kissed her goodbye. She was ready to go, but she didn't leave until like seven o'clock in the morning, which raises a lot of red flags. Cause bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> but the funny thing about it is even the way I'm discussing this topic, do you think I give a shit that Jordan Woods hooked up with Tristan Thomas? 
Not really. Like, I don't care. And I really hate the fact that the public or the media and Black Twitter, I don't actually, I take that back. I don't think Black Twitter, we ain't had nothing to do with that. But the media, like people obsessed with the Kardashians still basically was making her out to be this homewrecker and all that stuff. And, and realistically, if we break it down, Tristan wasn't ready to be with Khloe Kardashian in the first place. It just so happened she ended up getting pregnant. And them niggas tried to make it work. For the most part, I guess, maybe Chloe did. Because Tristan just Tristan is not trying to do nothing. But just, you know, so his royal oats out here. Like, I don't know. He left his girl when she was pregnant. Got with Chloe. And um, she got pregnant. Kendall. Wait a minute. I don't got nothing bad to say about Kendall. I'll take it back. I'll take it back, Kendall, girl. Um, besides her just handing, trying to solve fucking civil rights with goddamn pet seeds and shit. That's about my only beef with her. Actually, I take that back. Then she's still a dude from Tanache. Yeah, you too, girl. Um, Courtney probably the only one out here just really be trying to play low key and take care of her kids. So, mm -hmm. but y'all know Kim's story. Kim got rich off of sex tape. Uh, she got pregnant by Kanye when she was still married to Kif, uh, Chris Humphreys. Uh, Chloe been dugging and dodging and hoeing since she got released from Lamar Odom. And it's just like I said earlier, their moral compass is off. So for them to be just so publicly bashing this girl, Jordan Woods, I don't know if I can completely concur with all their hard feelings and shit. Because maybe, just maybe, like I said, the demise of the Kardashian Jenners is happening. Maybe that karma is motherfucking catching up to y'all niggas out here stealing all these men's from people. And, and, and putting them in the fucking a sunken place. Like, I ain't been right since he got with them niggas. And we waiting for him to come back. I, I don't know. I haven't completely canceled Kanye West. I know y'all want me to. I just can't. The nigga make great music. Like re registration for will forever be in my goddamn music library. You will never see me delete any of that nigga's music previous to Yeezus <laughs> out of my music library. It just ain't going to happen. Sorry. I know y'all. I just, I told y'all I'm like barely woke. So I'm just like, wow. oh shit, it's still sunny out. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> I be really trying to do the right thing. But I just think as it pertains to my music and my library, nigga, it took me a lot, took me a lot to finally come to terms with not listening to R. Kelly. And, and I told y'all why. Don't fucking jump on me. But I told y'all why I just could connect with his music anymore as far as them being wrote about his actual victims. That was the, the that was the fucking line for me. Had I probably not found out all that information, I probably would be bumping R. Kelly. And that's just me being real with y'all uh, about the shit. I just I just connect deeply with music. And um, that's just me. But, uh, you know, she had the, the Red Table talk and she tried. She tried to give as much as she could that she was allowed to. And... I, I was left feeling like I don't feel sorry for Chloe. And I feel sorry for True. But at the same time, this, this, this does not impact her relationship with her father. That's going to be on Chloe to get through her feelings about her relationship with Tristan. I can understand how that would be a problem for Jordan and Kylie because it is a girl code thing. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a very small problem, but it's a big problem to those who go by loyalty in their lives and go by the girl code in their lives. So um, whether or not 
Kylie is going to forgive her. That's probably the biggest thing because she went best friends with fucking Chloe. <laughs> She's best friends with Kylie, but Kylie's probably the person that's got probably taken the hit the worst in this whole thing. And I know a lot of people will probably be against me saying that, but it's the fact that, um, you know, it's her best friend and they had business ties with each other and shit. Right after that stuff went down, I'm looking at the damn um, news articles that's coming out and it's saying that Kylie then broke all business ties with her. And uh, so, yeah, shit. It's like, I feel like if anybody's affected, it's probably her and their business relationship, if anything. The one thing that I hated coming out of all of this was um, the how they minimize Jordan Woods and her importance in general. Like they made it seem like the bitch was living in uh, the pool house in the back of the Jenner Kardashian household. Like she ain't have shit to herself. She ain't nobody. The Kardashians took her under their wing and made her who the fuck she is. And I wasn't there for that narrative of they created Jordan Woods because no, the fuck they didn't. So I believe that Jordan Woods can bounce back from this. She is, what, 21, 22 years old, making young, dumb mistakes and uh, unfortunately doing it in a public eye. And and that's the reason why she's getting so much criticism. And, and then it's with the biggest family in the media. And uh, they have pool, especially Chloe is releasing tweets up to today, uh, kind of making Jordan the enemy. Like the latest, the latest thing that I've heard is that um, she puts, she said, you broke up my family. And it's really hard for me to not laugh at that. Chloe, like Chloe, you are with a man who probably, although caught the first time when you were in labor, was probably cheating on you for majority of your relationship, girl. And uh, and he did that and he embarrassed you and he probably hurt you so bad that you went into fucking labor. All right. And then you took him back. Given his insensitivity to your state, how you are feeling about yourself, probably being a first time pregnant woman. And, you know, what I'm saying it's just I don't understand why all your energy is going towards Jordan. You need to take a look at the dude that uh, did those things to you that you trusted, that uh, y'all was working towards some kind of resolution or reconciliation towards each other after all of that. And uh, focus on that instead of adding Jordan Woods on Twitter and creating this fucking whirlwind of hate towards her, even though what she did was fucked up. But uh, <laughs> her between Malika and all her friends of the Dash and all them niggas ganging up on her and the media, uh, the bitch, chill out. Take time for yourself. Sit down with yourself. None of these women that I've known of have ever been just single. Like, just be single for a while. Like, fucking do the Rihanna thing and pretend like you ain't even got a man. It's just by chance that we found out that Rihanna was dating a millionaire, billionaire nigga. And because she wasn't out here trying to fly. She didn't want no man. Every time somebody asked Rihanna about her uh, being involved with somebody, she she quickly let y'all know that that was none of y'all motherfucking business. 
And we didn't know Rihanna was going somewhere until paparazzi caught up with her and we found out and she still ain't claimed that nigga. Be like Rihanna for the rest of 2019. Let's try keeping us out of your business for a change instead of having us keep up with you there, Chloe. Um, so best wishes. <laughs> best wishes to Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Just because, you know, she's going to be dealing with that and uh, that sucks. So, um, <laughs> I, I guess I should feel so like for Chloe, like, hey, girl, sucks that the dude that cheated on you before cheated again. Sorry you didn't learn your lesson about that nigga. Like, and, and, and then a swift fuck you to Tristan because we're talking about these two women and we ain't talking about this nigga because we have already confirmed that he just ain't right. He ain't shit. He ain't never going to be shit. Probably never. So... And then we and that's how we brush off niggas is that oh they're just gonna be like that and that sucks and we'll sit there and break down the whole be well being of the woman or the women involved with it and then we'll just chuck that nigga to be he ain't shit and then we don't encourage him to do better. Tristan, you got kids, you got multiple baby mamas at this point. You probably like should get your shit together. At least wear a condom so you don't uh, accumulate more baby mamas that you have to, uh, uh, I don't know, respect and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like a mess, a true mess, <laughs> unfortunate mess. And that's really all I, that's all I really want to talk about with them niggas. It's just ridiculous at this point. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear more news stories <laughs> regarding this. I don't know what's going to happen since the Red Table Talk with Jordan and, and Jada and all that. But I think Jada did a really good job of directing the interview and not really taking any of the blame off of Jordan and, and what she did and kind of like really giving her that act, act like, bitch, you knew better. Like <laughs> Jada did that in the sense of not saying it directly, but she gave her that energy where she knew. And the only thing I didn't like about... Um, Jordan and what she was saying during it was uh, she kind of inserted the race shit. And, you know, like it's we're in a climate where race is a very important issue, but it wasn't here. Girl, no, it wasn't. The fact that you're a young black woman, eh, don't know. I think if any, if it would have been the girl that messing around with Bieber, that's married to Bieber now, if it would have been her, they would have been giving her the same fucking energy because that is just that people worship that family and they shouldn't. But it, it, they would have got that same energy too. And you have to under, she has to understand her relationship. Jordan has always seen with Kylie. Kylie, you know, she's a part of the family. Jordan's a part of the family. The shit is controversial. You're going to get hit up style. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You got to make better choices, better decisions. I've been drunk plenty of times, but I've never kissed. <laughs> I've never kissed or messed with any of my friends' boyfriends. Yeah. You just ain't never that drunk. <laughs> you just ain't never that drunk. You just ain't. So um, I'm going to end on this note. I'm glad today I got a chance. At the table, was so fun. Uh, I was glad to be able to sit down with you guys. Is there anything that I'm missing? I feel like maybe I should scroll B. Scott real quick. Is there anything that I am missing? Also, shout out to my girl, Gloria, who got my notes together. And she was like, hey, girl, I know you're going through shit. Uh, I told her I was I was ready to record. And she was like, I'm going to get you some notes together. And I was like, bet. Glow, my nigga. Like, yes, I appreciate you. 
you know what I'm saying? I appreciate my work fam for getting me some stuff for my birthday. Anybody that shouted me out for my birthday. And now I'm just talking shit because I'm trying to find out if there's anything that I've missed this week. But uh, that was the biggest story. And I'm glad I went until Friday. I have to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, Drag Race episode. I said episode. Season 11. I'm ready for that. I really fucking hated it. Uh, the whole double crowning of Monet Exchange and Trinity Tuck. I thought Monet killed the last episode. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. I watch it. I watch it faithfully. And I think RuPaul's really just fucking up. Like get it together, lady. Like we ain't trying to see no double crownings. We need the nigga that won to win. And it usually happens as in the last episode, whoever kills that one, it's just like Sasha Velour did shitty the entire competition or did just above water the entire competition and came to the finale and won. Controversial move. We understood it because she did kind of slay the final lip sync between Shea Coulee. Now we get then we get to um goddamn the other all-stars one with uh what's her damn name? Trixie Mattel didn't deserve it. Shangela forever and always should have taken home that crown. And then we get here and RuPaul wanna fucking give people participation trophies. Like, come on, like stop playing with me. <laughs> Y'all see how I just moved on. Like, I'm so butthurt. So I'm looking forward to episode. The regular seasons are usually a lot better, even though RuPaul finds a way to fucking play us every goddamn season. And I, I want her to stop and reassess and, and listen to our fan base because we are sick of the shits, okay? Just pick the most talented queen who gives us looks, slays runways, and does great on the acting challenge in the Snatch Game. Like, that's all we asking is for some fairness across the motherfucking board. But shout out to Monet Exchange, who is my fave, and that was the person I was tagging on to win this season. And she did, even though she has to share a motherfucking crown with Trinity. And I just wasn't here for Trinity. She didn't slay the last one. So if they went by the normal way that they usually crown queens, Monet would have been the winner. Because she just did better than everybody else on the last one. So that's all I want to say. Also, oh shit, I ain't looking at that. Oh, that was an old news post anyways. I think that's it. That's all I'm going to wrap up for today, guys. I really appreciate, again, for anybody who reached out to me um, when I was going through my hi hiatus. And people who said happy birthday. And uh, just lifted my spirits. And continue to listen to the goddamn show. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for supporting me or whatever. Um, uh, also, again, follow me at Instagram on so there's at so there's that pod. Um, and also follow my Keep the Kentucky page. I don't know why I think I've talked way too much because now I'm like messing up every other word. Uh, at Keith of Kentucky on Facebook for more news. I will make sure to uh, continue to post now that I got my life together. Take care of yourselves. Take care of the people around you. Check on your strong friends. Check on your silent friends. Um, check on your happy friends. Check on your friends. <laughs> um, it's a season that we're going through. It's like I said, Pisces energy is everywhere by emotional going through the things. Try not to make any impulsive decisions and crazy choices and things like that or say things that you don't mean. Really just monitor yourself and and uh, just treat yourself. Treat yourself. Take time. I like I got my little massage envy account last month. And I'm, I'm looking forward to planning the fucking day that I go back and have Mr. Bob or whoever the fuck rub up on me 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? And make me feel good and go get my pedicures and 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 give big, good, juicy, long, lingering hugs to my husband and my kids and um, and then come back and sit down and talk to you guys. So I'm looking forward to doing that again. I hope you guys take care. So there's that. <laughs>